Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. I just want to bless you this morning. I pray that the Lord is with you in power and might, and miracles are being performed before you in his name, that many will come to know him as you minister the gospel, and that you pray for people, and that their blessings will flow in you and through you into our nation, so that all may taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Today, I want to talk about the body, the body of Christ. He is the head. We, his people, are his body. And I've been in church most of my life. I grew up in a Pentecostal church in a small town called Oberlin, Ohio. And I've been saved for over 20 years. And I've done missionary work in Mexico. I lived there for a few years. And I've noticed a lot of things. And one of the things that I noticed is that we're divided people, and we should be as his as his body. We should be united as one, and we're divided by so many different things. And even though we're proclaiming to be his children, to know the gospel message, we allow so many different things to divide us, even power. Uh, people want to be in control, so they'll start their own organization. They'll start their own denomination, and that's why we have so many denominations. You know, we're all confessing to know our Savior, Yeshua Jesus, and his Father, claiming to be Christian, and but then we're saying, but I'm Catholic, or I'm Pentecostal, or I'm Baptist, or I'm Lutheran, or I'm this and I'm that. And I'm like, if we're all under him, and we're all one people, one church, one ecclesia, all citizens of his kingdom, why do we have all these different denominations? And why do we have so many things that we believe differently? You know, we, we believe you should baptize it this way or, or, or that way. We don't believe in speaking in tongues, or we do believe in speaking in tongues. And I just sat back and, and watched how we are so divided, even though we're all saying we're his children. And growing up, I, had, um, I have four other siblings two brothers and two sisters, and, you know, our mother raised us, and she, when she said something had to be done, there was no misunderstanding among us kids and what needed to be done. She would write out a list of chores for each of us to do, and that was law. We got it done. We didn't say, well, I believe mom really meant this, or and uh, another child would say, well, I believe she meant that. And then we would do things different because we knew we got home and we didn't do what she wanted done. We were in trouble. <laughs> we were in big trouble. So we got her, her message, her list. We followed it to the T and we got it done because we knew we didn't want to face the wrath of mom. But here we are as children of God. 
supposedly united in one body. And we're arguing and fighting over doctrine because we believe differently. We see things differently. We just don't look at the scripture and believe it. We give our own interpretation, and uh, that's a big issue within the body that people give their own interpretation of how they believe God should act or what this really means, what we can uh, get away with. I hear that a lot. You know, people want to get away with it. How far can I go before I sin? Uh, one thing is I can tell you that as soon as you purpose it in your heart, you sin, even before you, you've acted upon it. There's a scripture that tells us that even if we look at a woman with lust, we've already committed adultery. We haven't touched her, we haven't spoke to her, but we have lusted after her and desired her in an ungodly fashion. And I'm talking about when you look upon a woman you're not married to as a man, you've already committed adultery because you purposed it in your heart. This was your intention. You've already embraced sin. So when we purpose things in our heart, we're already there in, in sin. So we want to do what we want to do, and so we will pervert the scriptures. We will we will try to twist things around, and that brings disunity in the body. We, we don't focus on the body as a whole. We focus more on our individ, individuality. I want my way. I want to be happy. But we were created and called into his body to encourage and to build up and edify the entire body with the gifts that the Holy Spirit has manifested in us. So our focus should be the body growing as a whole. And I'm a man, I like sports. Sports American football, National Football League. My favorite team is the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though I live in the Cleveland area and everybody tells me I should be a Cleveland Browns fan, but I was raised and a family that are all Steelers fans. So I'm a Steelers fan. And they've had great success with, with championships, and they say they're uh, – the reason behind that is that the players are focused on the team, not the individual goals. They're not concerned with having the most catches or having the most yards or uh, having the most uh, uh, receptions. If the team doesn't win, it doesn't matter. It's all about those championships. It's not about the individuals, but they come together as a team, a move as a team, and they win as a team. This is the mentality the body should have. It's not about how great a preacher you are, how great a singer you are, how great a teacher you are. Uh, you flow in the prophetic, you flow in healing, and everybody gets healed when you touch them. It's not about that. It's about the body of Christ our Lord's body being edified and strengthened. And he gave the gift himself to edify his body. If you would, if you have your Bibles, uh, turn to uh, the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. I'm going to start reading at verse 11 here. And it reads, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge 
of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should not no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body is joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which in, in every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Wow. So the Lord himself gave the gift. We have the apostolic, we have the uh, the prophetic, we have the teaching, we have the pastoral, and the evangelistic, and that's not a complete lifting of the spiritual gift, but it all comes from him. This is the manifest, manifestation of the Holy Spirit within his people, these gifting. So one gift is necessarily greater than any other gift because they all come from the Spirit of our Lord. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in all things. Whether you're a, a, a senior pastor at a church, you know, you're no better than the guy who, who cleans the church. You're a great evangelist reaching out, but that doesn't make you better than that teacher who's teaching the children. Because we all do it, edification of the body by the power of the Holy Spirit, that the body itself will grow and mature and be united in one under the head who is Yeshua Jesus, our Messiah. And we need to understand that now. We need to be that, that whole team. We need to be that team that's focused on the team succeeding and not on ourselves individually. And there's too much pride going on in the body. So many people want to be the next great TV evangelist or the next great singer who comes out the biggest uh, Christian contemporary hit song. And they want to win, want to win uh, awards and they want to be seen on TV and on social media and they want to have big crowds following them. But we should be focused on the body working as one to reach the lost and to also glorify, this is the most important thing, our Heavenly Father. Because everyone needs to know the Lord. Everyone is lost at some point by the blood and sacrifice of Yeshua to know the Father. And his body is here as his government upon the earth to tell all men, all mankind of the goodness of the Lord, that they may be saved and escape the very wrath of God. Unfortunately, not everyone will. It's heartbreaking. It's sad. But we will work as a body to make sure everybody hears the gospel, then it will be their choice to receive it or reject it. 
and it's our job to pray that they will receive. But we cannot go into this and try to minister the gospel without love and without understanding what they're to grow the body. We grow the body in, in the spirit and we grow the body in the natural in the spirit by increasing our intimacy with our Lord, flowing in his spirit unhindered. In the natural, we increase the body, people becoming saved and becoming part of the body and gives an increase in numbers and strength and gifts. So we cannot be divided into camps. Will it be divided by denomination? Whether we be divided by uh, race, divided by our own doctrines, we have to be focused on one thing and one thing only, the body where Jesus, Yeshua, is the head. And as the head, he leads all things, all actions within the body. And we have to work as one. And I tell you, I've hurt my knee. And when my knee is hurting, it affects my whole body. It affects the way I walk. Uh, I move my arms. I'm focused more on my knee than anything because I feel that pain there. And so when a part of the body is not working right, it, it affects the whole body. And so when you're hurt, you say, well, you don't say, well, that part of my body is insignificant. You break your arm. What are you going to do? You're going to go and get that taken care of. You're going to give some care to that arm. You're not going to ignore it and say, well, it's not important. I got another arm. My legs are working. I can see. I can hear. I'm, I'm, I got a strong upper body. I, I'm not worried about that arm. No, that arm is part of your body. And it's hurting. And when your part of your body is hurting, you give attention to it to take care of it and see it heal and stop the pain. So it can work together with the rest of your body correctly. That's how we are to be in the body of Christ. We have to work together as a team, making sure that the whole body is well, that the whole body is growing, that the entire body is strong. Division is killing the body of Christ. Let me repeat. Let me let, let me change that. The body of Christ is strong. You cannot kill it. You can fall away and not be a part of it. But the true body, the true believers will remain strong in him and will grow in him. But when you bring division, when you decide that you're doing something different from what the Lord has commanded, not what man has commanded, but what the Lord has commanded. You become a part of the body that draws attention and needs healing. But eventually, you may be taken out, just like a tumor. Part of the body develops a cancerous tumor. They cut it out. So you want to be true to the Lord and true to his word, rightly dividing the word of truth, understanding it, ministering it for the glory of the Lord and for the edification of the body. That's what we're here for, to edify each other that we may do the work of our Lord that he has commanded us to do by
by the power of his spirit. Not to fight with each other, not to wage war, not to argue about everything, not to have our own disciples per se. We're supposed to be united as one, and the Lord desires unity amongst us as he and the Father are one. If you would turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul addresses sin of division in the body. I'm going to start reading in verse 10. Paul says, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? So Paul comes to the church at Corinth. He desires that they speak the same thing and that they believe the same thing, that there be no divisions among them. But the, the, the righteous household of Chloe has told them, told Paul, that there is division going on, that they're being divided by who they believe they've been taught by or, or, or who that they're under. Some are saying, you know, hey, I'm in Paul's camp or I'm in Apollos' camp or I'm in Cephas or uh, I'm in Christ's camp. I'm different from you guys. No, we all should be in the camp of the body of Christ under Yeshua Jesus as one. There should be no division. We should come together and reason so that we have no different doctrine from each other. Coming to understand the true doctrine of the gospel message and not trying to pervert it or twist it for our own good. And that happens a lot. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but there was a very popular preacher. And he, he was given the gospel. Then he found out one of his oldest friends, childhood friend, was in sin. Uh, he was living a homosexual lifestyle. So this famous preacher, when he heard this from his friend, didn't want to believe that his friend could be facing the wrath of God. So he changed how he preached and started preaching that everybody's saved. It doesn't matter who you are, what you do, what you believe, you're saved. Perverted gospel for his friend's sake. And the truth is, he isn't protecting himself or his friend but he's leading them to destruction because he's not preaching truth. And you love somebody, you will preach the truth of the gospel message that they may come out of their sin because we're all born in sin. I hear people say, uh, well, I was born this way. Well, that's why you need to be born again by the spirit, part of the body, the ecclesia, the citizens, of the kingdom of heaven and we need to be united in our faith and our doctrine 
and our love for one another and for the world, and we need to be united under the power of our Savior and Lord where we worship our Heavenly Father for all eternity and move by the power of his Spirit. We cannot be divided and honor the Lord. Cannot be divided and do the work of the kingdom. We have to come together as one. That's why we're supposed to take off all the things of our flesh nature, our carnal mindset. Why are we divided by the amount of pigmentation in our skin? I'm an African-American, as they say. I'd say I'm a child of God, but as an African-American, I have a lot of pigmentation in my skin, where somebody who is not, who would say is white, has less pigmentation in their skin. That's the only difference, the amount of pigmentation. Color. What? We're really divided by color? Are we really divided by because you have more money than me? I have a job. I work. Oh, but you're not rich like I am, so you're not good enough to be with me. Uh, I'm more educated than you. I have two masters. Well, you know, I have a diploma in biblical counseling. I got my high school diploma. I'm further my education. I'm continuing to further my education. I don't have a master's yet. But that doesn't make me any less of a man or a child of God because I don't have your pedigree. But we will allow things like that to divide us. We, we allow silly things like what was the fruit in the garden that Adam and Eve ate. Churches are split over that. Friends and family have become adversaries because one believed there was an apple in the garden, the other believed there was an orange, and others believed there was a plum, and others believed there was a pomegranate, and they fight over things like that. Jonah was swallowed by a well. No, I believe it was a, a huge uh, shark. Or no, I believe it was some uh, mythic sea creature uh, that came along and had huge tentacles and uh, then it became deceased. No, I don't believe that. And so they fight over these things. We argue about baptizing in Jesus' name or baptizing in the name of the Father and the sign causes division. And we want to be right. That's our problem. We want to be right. We don't want to preach righteousness per se, but we want to be right. When I say something, I want everybody to believe me. I don't care what you say or what evidence you have, what proof you can bring. All I care about is everybody sees me as being right. And so with this type of mentality, we bring division, and the body is hindered, and the Lord will remove that cancer. Remember that. If you become a hindrance to the work of the gospel, the Lord will remove you. So let's not fight over foolish things. Let's not be so focus on our individual goals or our desires of greatness. 
Let us be focused on the bodies that we may do the work of the Lord and honor him and see people come to salvation. Let's come together and reason with one another. Let us study the scriptures together. You can debate the scriptures. You should never argue the scriptures. They're different. When you debate the scriptures, you break it down, you get the understanding of it, and then you converse about it and love with each other. When you argue, you just want to be right and you don't care. I'm right. You better listen to me. Shut up. I don't want to hear what you got to say. That mentality is not of the Lord. Everything we do, we must do in love. And I'm not going to sit here and say, I always get it right. I have to go before the Lord and ask for forgiveness. But my desire is to do his will and to understand his gospel to others that they may come to salvation. I don't want them building me up and looking towards me as a great preacher or teacher because I know I have flaws. I know I still dwell in a body that has a sin nature to it. But I also know that I've been baptized in his spirit and covered in the blood of the lamb. And I can go to him to find answers and to achieve understanding and to be empowered by him for his glory. Thank you, Father, that I can come to you, that we all can come to you and do it as one to honor you, to know you, to serve you. For we are servants, servant leaders in your body, in your kingdom, covered in the blood of your son, Yeshua, for he is the head of this body. And we honor you today, my king. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We worship you. We honor you. Pour out your spirit, O Lord. Salvation for all nations. Even unto Israel, the apple of your eye. Call them out of darkness, all who do not know you. Call them, Father. Send us to them that we may see them set free. For you come to set the captives free. Set them free from sin and set them free from judgment. Set them free from your wrath that they will not face condemnation. Set them free also from the workings of men and of demons. Set them free from false doctrines and teachings. Set them free from physical and mental abuse. And set them free from prisons that they've been thrown in for knowing you. Set them free from being human trafficked and prostituted. Set them free, Lord, and they shall be free indeed. Thank you, Father. And we will do it as one body. One body with Jesus in the Amen. Be united.
Once again, this is Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. Thanks for listening. Always a pleasure to spend time with all of you. Be blessed. Move as one. Honor the Lord. Love one another. Edify each other. Once again, you can contact me if you want on Facebook, Sean Cleveland, or on email, regenerate07 at yahoo.com. God bless. Have a great day. See you as one. Bye-bye.